This flash briefing was made possible by a sponsorship from Avexis, a clinical stage gene therapy company. The following content was not developed by Avexis. Today is Monday, August the 12th, 2019. I'm Michael Morali, Director of Multi-Channel Content for SME News Today. The Canadian province of Ontario has expanded publicly funded access to Spinraza to cover SMA types 2 and 3. The decision specifically covers the following pre-symptomatic patients. Patients with SMA for less than 6 months with two SMN2 copies and symptom onset before 7 months of age. And also, those younger than 18 years old with symptoms after 6 months of age and who have never been able to walk independently. All other patients are being directed to their clinicians to be determined on a case-by-case basis. This announcement follows the Ontario government's decision in November 2018 to provide access to SMA type 1 patients, which is the most common and severe form of the disease. Other provinces, Saskatchewan and Quebec, along with coverage to First Nations and Inuit people in Canada, have already granted broad public funding to Spinraza, this is in addition to 44 countries worldwide. Biogen Canada's VP said that they believe all SMA patients, including adults, should have broad access. They will continue to work with all jurisdictions until this is achieved across Canada. Health Canada originally approved treatment with Spinraza in June 2017. This covered pre-symptomatic patients and those with SMA types 1 to 3, regardless of age. Even though the US FDA recently approved Zolgensma, Spinraza remains the only available option for Canadians. But regardless, Spinraza is good news. It gives patients and families hope to slow the natural progression of SMA and possibly improve motor function, strength, and independence. Ultimately, this is what is needed for all SMA patients across the spectrum of the disease. Craig Campbell, MD, is a pediatric neurologist at the Children's Hospital in London, Ontario. He said that expanded access to Spinraza is an important, thoughtful, and positive decision for the SMA community. It allows a wide range of people with SMA to realize the substantial benefits. Access also allows them to document the long-term real-world data to further demonstrate its positive impact. Aaron Eisenberg, MD, is a neurologist at the Sunnybrook Health Sciences Centre in Toronto. He's also pleased with Ontario's decision. They had been hoping for this day for a while, and they're glad it's finally here. And overall, they are encouraging all other Canadian jurisdictions to follow suit. They want to make sure Spinraza is accessible to all patients across Canada who can benefit. After all, the evidence supporting Spinraza shows that it can have a meaningful impact across all forms of the disease. Coming up next, I'll share one of my perspectives with you. Are you interested in understanding gene therapy? ExploreGeneTherapy.com has helpful information about gene therapy, including its history and how it is being investigated for the treatment of genetic diseases. Visit www.ExploreGeneTherapy.com. Five years ago, those of us with SMA really had no hope or anything to look forward to in our future. With the approval of Spinraza in December 2016, 
the light at the end of the tunnel became just a little bit brighter. Learning of the first FDA-approved treatment for SMA meant that those of us who suffered from this debilitating and often fatal disease gave us a glimmer of hope and something that we could sink our teeth into with regards to having a brighter future. While Spinraza was never touted as a cure, just knowing its potential meant that we could possibly release ourselves from the shackles of this disease. Now, with Zogenzima being approved on May 24, 2019, that light that I spoke of a second ago turned from a flickering flame into a beacon of light that could not only be seen, it could also be felt. While Zogenzima has been called curative for infants and toddlers, those of us as adults are still waiting on what our future will hold for us. For me, Spinraza has kept me from getting worse, and I'm thankful for that. And this extra time that Spinraza has bought me makes me believe that a cure for SMA is in our not-so-distant future. Remaining hopeful is something that gives me peace of mind, because in life, if you don't have hope, it's awfully hard to look forward to the future. With hope comes with it a strong sense of security. The security that I'm speaking about has nothing to do with our safety as much as it does with our hope for a better and brighter future. While my parents taught me that I could do anything that I wanted to in life, I took this with a grain of salt, even as a child, because no amount of hard work would get me to the point where I would be as normal as my able-bodied friends. I also learned that the word normal was subjective and was a definitive word that each of us would have to define for ourselves. Normal for me was going to school, having a career, and living my life to the best of my abilities, knowing that this would probably be what I could expect for the rest of my life. As of late December 2016, I've had to redefine what normal really means. This definition of normal, now, I'm hoping, will rewrite not only my destiny, but the destiny of everyone who suffers from SMA. Okay, while I know I'll probably never be able to get up and walk, I'm actually okay with this. I've lived long enough in a wheelchair to know that this will probably be what I have to deal with for the rest of my life. But the hope of getting a little stronger and maybe becoming a little bit more independent is a destiny that becomes more realistic in my life each and every day. It's so easy to give up and just succumb to the disease, but that would be easy. My parents always taught me that nothing in life worth fighting for would be easy, and that's the way that I look at this disease. While I've never wanted sympathy from anyone, empathy is something that we all want. We want those who are able-bodied to understand what we're going through, but we don't expect to be fed with a silver spoon either. If you suffer from SMA and you're listening to my message, ask yourself this important question. How do you want others to see you? My answer to this question is that I've always wanted people to see me as a person, not as a person sitting in a wheelchair. While I may suffer from a devastating disease, my light at the end of my tunnel is brighter now than it's ever been. And for those of you listening to my message, my hopes and prayers are that the light that's shining at the end of your tunnel is as bright as mine. The tagline at the end of each of my YouTube videos, whether it be for my personal YouTube channel or for the YouTube channel for SMA News Today, is always the same. And I'll say it to you as well. Do something for yourself this upcoming week that's going to make you a better person. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day. Bye-bye. The information in our flash briefings and podcasts are provided for informational and educational purposes only. Be sure to tune in daily to SMA News Today for the latest news and perspectives regarding the disease. All of our podcasts and flash briefings can be found on our website at www.smanewstoday.com 
You can also find our podcast and flash briefings on SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes. And be sure to follow us on our Instagram and Facebook page as well. For SMA News Today, I'm Michael Morale, Multi-Channel Content Director.